What's up everyone? This is Sarah G and it is Gen C Gab. Let's get into it. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. And I mean, you know, the world, everything's going on. So we'll get into that. But right now I want to focus on the Monday mood. Just something a little more lighthearted and just kind of understanding of the world. But I wanted to touch a little bit on Lizzie Dances from TikTok, which she actually didn't get her start there. She got her start on Harry Connick Jr. show, and she is very hilarious. I think I relate to her humor because she's sarcastic. But she just has such an interesting life story, and she's very helpful, I think, to a lot of people. She's teamed up with Jax, and it was phenomenal. The re most recent thing that I just saw was her dancing to the acoustic Victoria's Secret. So if you haven't checked that out, I'd suggest you search it. If you're on TikTok, search it. It's a collab between her and Jax. And Jax... Yes, I mention her a lot, but lately, just everything, including also Brooke, Alex, like I mentioned, her and Brooke just kill it with, like, the relatability lately, and I just think it's so important that we acknowledge that, especially with so much stuff that's going on in our world right now. I just really, truthfully love when I can express, once again, just the empowerment and women supporting women or, you know, all that kinds of things. It's just so important right now. So, yeah, moving on from that, I know that there's been a lot of stuff going on in the world, and I just want to acknowledge that because it's hard to put the right ways of saying anything, and just right now, I feel like it's so scary and so much is just so misunderstood or understood or not even understood or clearly not being talked about, just swept under the rug. And when I say misunderstood, it's like I misunderstand what the hell is going on in our world, because what is actually going on? Like the Highlands shooting and then there was one in Denmark and then one in L.A., more than whatever, and then Japan? It's just, I'm starting to be curious about the world around us and what the hell is going on, and I'm so nervous, and I feel for kids, etc. Again, going through lockdown drills, that emotional damage, all those things, and yes, if you're still wondering how you can help out, gonna say it, vote, find petitions, find protests, do something. I know it sucks because a lot of times they want with those petitions that you signed to chip in, and I'm someone in the same boat where all I can do is really share, but it's still, it's better than nothing, and sometimes even trying to call, untack the UN, I don't know if that worked, I'm not sure. And yes, I'm getting very political lately, but it's just that this is like what's going on in my brain. I've been having conversations with people. I hung out with my dad's family friend's softball group, which was interesting, by the way, um, because I'm gluten-free. We went to a brewery that was his um, one of his friend's kids brewery but it didn't work for me because I'm gluten-free and this is how well these people know me 
the guy goes out of his way to drive over to a specifically gluten-free brewery just to get me some beer because he felt sad that I couldn't. Keep in mind, these people have known me since I was in, like, elementary school. So, for starters, they do joke about, where's the ID? Where's, aren't you supposed to be 17? All those kind of things. And I did get ID'd at that place. And, yes, I am a baby face. But it's just so funny because when they make those jokes, it's honestly where I, does anybody else feel this way, like, suddenly when you're not as much of a kid anymore? But, yeah, that's kind of, I was having a talk about Generation Z with them, and some of them are boomers. Surprise, surprise. And they wanted to know what Gen Z thinks of boomers. And I kind of laughed and whatever. And then they said, we had to go through so much crap. We were fighting for our rights. I'm like, so are we. So I think, you know, if you haven't seen this good video done by Laura Five, I highly recommend checking it out because she did. She's a comedian, but she did one of the best ways to describe all the issues that are going on between them and what whatnot and so forth but it's just really really funny to watch all of this going down in some ways and explaining the whole millennial gen z thing i always knew i wasn't a millennial and people then say zillennial but then that's even more confusing but i think zillennial like i said it's 92 through 96 here's why i think that they relate more in the millennial mindset because they are but then they have a little bit of gen z stuff meanwhile i think old gen z which i've said is 97 through 2002, kind of has this where it's just kicking off. And then I explained all the different, like, how long these age things break through. And then they asked about Gen Alpha, and I'm like, don't get me started on Gen Alpha, only because I don't know too much about them. I mean, I know that I've got some cousins around that age, but I still don't know too much and I'd actually say being older Gen Z is kind of a blessing because we still unfortunately went through a lot of awkward stages unlike the alphas and younger Gen Z but it at least like makes you be able to connect a little more with what society makes jokes off of and one thing I have to say is that Razor Scooter will never fucking die and your heels will always hurt like a motherfucker. Because that's one of the things that I've noticed that kids from the 80s and kids from 2010 forward still know. So that's good. So that's the one little common ground, as I could joke about. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. But it's just so frustrating, because I also noticed when I'm thinking about like all this stuff that we're talking about in society... Like, people go, we didn't have lockdown drills, we didn't have this and that. Well, that's because, like, I don't know, but I feel like because of the stricter laws and now everything's imploding. Also, one of the things that I don't get is I'm trying to be quiet because, again, I don't know who will or won't listen to this. And this is a listen at your own will. Like I told my dad and his buddies, don't listen to this. One is I swear, which... Who doesn't? And that group swears way more. But two, either you're going to get lost or you're not going to understand what I'm saying. Or I just don't really see. I love that you're supporting me. But I really don't see what the point is of listening to a podcast. 
podcast when you barely know what a podcast is or just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of uncomfortable with the idea of when people want to be so good and supportive, which I love, but it's like where they feel like they have to listen to this where, no, you don't. Just tell me that you think it's a cool idea and move on. I don't want my grandparents listening to this, even though I love them. I don't want my aunts and uncles, especially the ones that are super Christian lately. Like, obviously listen at your own will. But what I was going to say is celebs have been moving to Austin, which again, as I've mentioned in the past, Austin, Texas, I know some people that live there and I know it's the liberal side, very liberal, because a lot of people from the Midwest have moved down there. The unfortunate part is that I know a lot of the celebrities that have moved there from California are moving there because of some of the mask rules and some of the ways of all that other stuff when they moved there during quarantine. However, I also am starting to wonder when so many people moved down there and James Vanderbeek, who I'm not a fan of, by the way, speaking about how he's like, I didn't want this to be another California LA. I'm enjoying my life out here. And here's the thing. I'm a big fan of Chrissy Carlson Romano and I start to feel nervous even talking about this, but I'm going to say I get a little wondering, like, what, and I don't need to know everyone's views, especially because then childhood ruin, blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't need, like, the Haley Duff and the Hillary Duff situation. Like, I always figured out kind of there was something a little off on that, and don't get me started on the whole Alexa Pena Vega and Carlos Pena Vega, those, uh, and that new mashup song, like I've said before, uh, so we're going to just skip over that part. And I stopped watching after season two because I think when it premiered when I was in fifth grade, I think fifth or seventh, it was like, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. They're so this is in that. And because it took a place in a fiction, they fictionally took place similar to where you might have been from or just where Midwesterns could relate to or they know of that place, you know, like it was not where the typical boy band comes out of style, you know. So that's kind of why I think there was a lot of hype around it and just like our obsession with how cute the boys were, hot, whatever. And yes, they were, but not anymore so much once you really like grow up and see more of what's going on. If any of them listen to it, I'm not sorry. Also, I don't, I mean, it would be cool that you're listening to this, but I don't see why a lot of people, again, this is just me doing it. Like, a lot of more people listen to all the influencer and stuff. I mean, yeah, I just started this, and I'm working through it, and again, the anxiety, all those kind of things, and the imposter syndrome that I feel when I'm doing this comes out a lot. But I think about that a lot as well, too, with these influencers and actors, etc. But, like, where I'm starting to wonder... Ooh, when I said this about Christy, like she, I've talked to her a few times. She's actually really insightful, really nice, really cool. I just get nervous because yes, when I hear these things, like I want to stand up against the perverts in Hollywood, etc. And I, I want that. I want that. I need that. But I get nervous again and maybe you just more go with the flow and don't really say too much, which is fine, I guess, too. But the thing I get nervous about is just the amount of people from L.A. that might be more liberal, but then there's also not so, and then it just goes 
all over the place. Also, I don't get why these people are moving to Texas when our new issues have just happened. I'm not saying that you don't have, that you might be sick of LA or whatever and want to move. Or I just wonder why Texas, like I've heard because of the cheap property and so on and so forth. But why Texas when a lot of these people have had girls who have daughters or children of birthing identity. I don't know. I've just wondered that. And also, why would you go to Texas if you're scared of firearms, etc.? I just have all these questions, and obviously there's no good answer, but that's where I've just, and this is the Gen Z-ness that the boomers don't quite get, what the hell is going on? Because it was cool, like celebrities, and then I was like, oh my god, shit, this is not it. This is not it. So, whatever. Uh, moving on from that, because I just started thinking about how I keep rewatching the same shows, because that's, like, a comfort thing for myself. And I know people are going, like, this is the things with people and anxiety. And it's true. And it's very true and very real. But that's the point. But as I keep rewatching, like, we think we know everything about their lives, not that we should. By the way, I'm going to mention one quick thing about the whole Addison Ray stuff that I feel terrible for her. I feel terrible for her mother. I feel terrible for her brothers. I feel terrible, honestly, which again, now people are going to be like, she feels terrible, terrible, but I do. I feel like she should not this disgust on what's going on between her parents. She shared very intimate details about her life with us. Like, we don't deserve to know every single fucking thing. We don't deserve to be pariahs. And on one hand, when I was little, I wanted to kind of be TMZ and stuff until I realized how much invasion of privacy. I saw an article on Northwest this week asking, why are these people always here? These kids, like I said, Mom Uncharted explains and so many other accounts, these kids don't ask for it. They don't deserve this. And also, it goes into some of those child acting things where these kids aren't even getting allowed to be paid unlike child actors but even that if you look at like Jeanette McCurdy and Alexa Nichols some of those other I know I'm too strong will ADHD and opinionated and I try to give little marbles of things to speak or little bits and pieces of speak in but then sometimes I don't do enough then sometimes I do too much and then I talk like the energizer bunny like I've been saying multiple times that is my recurring little joke but it's true I've noticed throughout all these podcasts that I'm listening to the reason I can listen to them and understand them is because there's little bits of myself and little bits of reality that hit home for me and I think that that's really good I listened to got it from my mama podcast like I said that uh, I used to work for them Lulu and Tori Piskin shout out and I know I got a little sassy there but that's how my jam is going right now when I get really into something as well as I'm watching and listening to Gianmarco Scorinzini or Skorinsky. I'm so sorry Gianmarco uh behind the scene kind of Nick kids or Disney kids they all still had someone controlling whether or not that be parents guardians people on set there's just so much that needs to be done and I love when pe former 
stars or whatever come out and say that they want to make a difference and do this and that but then it's also like I don't know how much to believe when I see some of the people you hang out with and I get it you guys all have these same levels of trauma that you're trying to work through and trauma bond like they mentioned and only murders in the building recently Selena Gomez's character Mabel mentioned it, like how she and Oscar had this trauma bomb. But I also don't know what exactly to make of all of this. I truly want to hear a lot of people's thoughts and processes to this because to me, I could go on about this, but I also don't want to gossip about their big, deep personal lives. And yes, I mentioned the Kardashians, but I'm trying to call them out on their diet culture, on their you know, unrealistic standards, their, their surgeries, the things that they won't disclose of all things. And I try not to just overjudge or anything, but it's just so frustrating when you see, I looked at old pictures recently of like before and after, and I'm like, in what universe did we think this was bad? And then now all the things like, oh, you have a little fat under your chin. Let's let's get let's get the buckle fat out, like so that you turn. And then that's why with all the influencers doing this, or them flying out to different countries to get the stomach stapled or something, so that they can be thinner. And that's where I just go, what the? <laughs> I can't deal with this because um, for starters, when you have like severe body dysmorphia, like a lot of women out there or people out there. And again, like, I know it happens too with guys or whatever, with the pro athletes, etc. But it's just so freaking annoying to keep seeing this stuff and you try to remind yourself this stuff isn't real, but it's so hard not to. And then when we deep dive into people's personal lives and the drama and starting this and that, there was a girl on TikTok talking about how maybe you should stop going to the specific bar once you turn 23, 24, because, you know, you're still living in your high school, college days. Well, one girl followed up with, you're a boring person if you don't go to this. I need to create my re own reality show. Yes and no, but this is what really bothers me about that mindset. And then it's like, these are the same people, though, that love The Bachelor. I don't really like The Bachelor. I've learned, I've outgrown reality TV when I realized that it's not as good as it seems. Here's why. I've noticed that a lot of the stuff is just very traumatic to watch and I don't understand. And yes, people can say it's the fakeness, but I just feel watching it like, what the hell? Like, these people love and crave drama and I get that enough in certain parts of my life and I don't like it. And then people could be like, well, Sarah, why are you a content or actor? Well, there's a difference between reality tv because it's the fake fake and just whatever but even when you're acting sometimes it's not the same and yes there can be realistic aspects of life that connect together but there's so much stuff that i'm kind of sitting on and thinking about way more than certain shows i miss so much stuff and yes i'm gonna say like, Wizards of Waverly Place was the last, like, really good show, in my mind. Like, before Disney went into its whole downfall, sort of, on Disney Channel. But 
I just, again, like, I relate so hard to all of them, but I will say, like, again, I don't know too much, and I don't know what's bringing up this, but it's just, like, um, David Henry, I could not see anyone else portraying him, obviously, Justin, but, you know, David, at least he is half Italian, but, you know, Selena's the only one that was half Mexican, half Italian, like, she's the only one that was 50-50 of each, but... You know, Jake T. Austin was Latino. And then people just, like, raise the question of, are Disney and stuff, like, trying to forcefully not hire as much Latino? And then I think about the Fosters and Noah Centineo being, like, again, another one of our, like, guy crushes growing up, the all the boys we lived before. But the shit is real when you think about it, like, how, um you know, they, they completely... 180, and I don't know too much more, but I get it when I think about typecasting again. Because when you're in the acting content world, they're like, You gotta know your type, you gotta know your type. And for me, it's just really hard. And people are gonna be like, But you're white. And then it's like every time, though, again, like I've mentioned before, I tried to be an extra for an Irish American thing, they just wanted stereotype, and I don't look it. So obviously, I do put down European. That's all I, like, ever really put down. But European ambiguous. It's just so interesting. And, yeah, people don't ever guess what I am. And it's just kind of like I get it and it's cool in some ways. But in others, I'm just kind of like I want to be very respectful also in what I do because I never want to take away the role. And people are like, it's just acting. It doesn't really matter because you're an actor and therefore the part should be allowed to be yours but it's like I understand in a lot of ways I might be considered being too sensitive but for a good reason because we haven't had a lot of people being able to represent themselves authentically so I don't want to again take that away from someone even though they say you have to fight the part I get that but there's just been so many shows where they've done things like that where at this point I don't need to fight for a role that probably wouldn't be great done by me now it's just many different levels of what I'm talking about between ethnicity and roots and, um, you know, orientation. And different people always have different opinions. So it's kind of like there's one thing that I'm doing in my acting class right now, like my five non-negotiables and what I'm going to do. And those are no nudity, um, no topless. Like, that's just me. I'm definitely going to try to never play a part, like, in the LGBTQIA plus group that I'm not. I understand it can be acting, but again, I personally don't think I do a good job. I don't feel, again, comfortable taking that from someone, even if people say it's okay. And maybe I just don't want as much of the big deal. Like, and people go, oh, you're scared of backlash. I just want to make sure that people are being represented in a very genuine clarity form, clear form. So that's where I don't fit as, again, seeing my privilege as a cisgendered, straight, white female. So I just think that, once again, we need to touch on that a little bit because it seems like in some ways that I with everything moving backwards, that we might move a few steps back. Someone said that they are noticing the really skinny phase again coming back in some of the early 2000 trends. That's why they don't get Gen Z. Like, we're mocking them. But it's true. We kind of have to think about some of that stuff. And now everyone's saying, this generation thinks too much. This generation does too much. 
what is too much? Again, I will never know because we just sit here talking, but what exactly is too much, you know? Like, you're not going to be for everybody. Let's just start there. Um, But iCarly, you know, there was so many messed up things in it. And as an adult, like, yeah, messing with Lubert was. But as I rewatch, I quit iCarly. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that one way or another who was right or wrong, because I get it, Um, what we can do. It's just when I was watching I Quit iCarly, when Sam was like, well, let's dress up Freddy and put him into the tiger cage, which again, I know that was writing, but I'm like, who decides and who thinks this is funny? Like, I get it. Like, they did something similar in Impractical Jokers where they put him in someone as a punishment in a pen with llamas and that he was in a separate site. But I'm like, what makes this, like, the kid could get mauled. So, yeah, I was a little more on Carly's side, but I also think watching through all their fights that did it to communicate more or whatever, but messing with Luber. Again, they never wanted to actually hurt him, so I understand that, but there's just so many levels of this that I can't even get into because, let's face it, I don't know, but as I talk more with my parents, I go, we don't like watching people get injured. That's such a, like, Gen Z thing. And then I realize, as I watch World's Dumbest on True TV, there's something about that, something that you're on to about that. And it goes with the same, like, we're zero to a hundred, and we take it even up a higher notch than millennials, when I've noticed millennials have even talked, and I've mentioned this last week, talked about small brands, all this, women-owned, all-natural, eco-friendly, etc. Here's the thing, again, I try to the best of my abilities, and then I feel like a failure, which I'm not, when I realize that I can't buy certain things due to my own financial and own health reasons. Again, I got Hashimoto's and autoimmune issues. I can't have gluten or soy. Lots of ways to make things natural and fix things are made from soy. Soy isn't inherently bad, but it's not good for me, and they stick it in a lot of things, and then I break out or look sick or get joint pain. So all I'm trying to say is, yes, when I hear things, there is things that we could all improve on, but we can't do Nobody's perfect. Remember that. And I just think my takeaway from this whole episode on what I'm trying to convey is... For starters, no one's perfect, which I've mentioned that. But second, that we need to be holding people more accountable and figuring out where we stand. And it's okay to cut off certain people. Um, Three, is trying to figure out how you, yourself, what you can do. And even if it's not 100%, it will still matter a little bit. It matters in the long run, just a little bit. The little things, remember, the little things. I mean, we all watched those growing up, 
um, songs for Earth Day, etc. for for uh, Disney Channel, like Make a Wave, like that song sticks out the most to me, like the simple act of kindness. I try to live by a lot of that, but I know I still don't do that all the time. And probably it seems like I come on here and complain a lot, which I'm trying not to do so much. I'm trying to become more self-aware. You know, people have said to me, well, you're already pretty self-aware. It doesn't matter. I can still work on things and try to find my own toxicity moments that can maybe keep me grounded once I stop doing that. But nobody, again, is perfect. Uh, As well as, I don't know, just getting our lives in order and feeling like we don't need to get this much media, mass media all the time and to focus solely on celebrities and all their drama, especially within their family. That should be off limits. It should be off limits talking about who's hooking up with who, especially in a familial relationship where there's parents that have been on and off again their whole entire life and that they're now just under a microscope and some of the people who aren't even involved in the influencing get hurt by that. I just wanted to specify that when I think especially like I mentioned the Addison Rae. We do not need to know what's going on. Yes, they're famous, but this is one thing I personally think people should not be talking a lot about. Yes, I am talking about it right now, but I'm trying to emphasize we don't need to know every little thing. Gossip is, yes, what runs our country in some ways, but this is like so to the point where it's worse than just your high school finding out. So that's kind of my takeaway from my whole week that I've been feeling as well as just kind of not understanding anymore how much uh, of our society and mass consumerism has taken over as well as what certain people believe in more than don't and that I think that just the entitlement of our whole society needs to change. Leave your comments, likes, and subscriptions down below. I hope you enjoyed this. We'll catch you next time. This has been an episode of Gen Z Gab. Let's gab soon.